The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Setting the Record Straight, where various Christian Reconstructionist pastors seek to understand and dissect the issues that are plaguing the church today, from the pulpit to the pew. This is the reading of the Upper Room Congregation's Handbook. This handbook is a footnote on the vision of John Wycliffe, who believed that if the Word of God were in the heart of the simplest plowboy, the entire earth could be changed. You could finally have government of the people, by the people, and for the people. So what should this organization look like? Let's just say you are somebody who hates Christians, hates the church, and you got together, what are we going to do to destroy, to, to take the best the church has to offer and turn it into a wood chipper, so to speak, for its leaders, for its followers? What would you do? I had a dream in which I was introduced to the council chambers of hell. And the council chamber was in an uproar. They had fallen back into their criminations and recriminations about whose stupid idea was it anyway to kill Jesus in the first place? And no one seemed sure, given the disastrous backfire of that plan. They all wanted to take credit for it at the time. That oh, was my idea, definitely. I got him on the cross, but, but not anymore. It had been, what, 25, 30 years since then? I wasn't real sure, but we were still in those early stages because they didn't know what to do about it. Lucifer watched this uproar bemused. Apparently he had seen it before. And finally he slammed his fist onto the table and shouted for silence in a voice that shook us all to the core. Silence, fools! Dogs! Scum-sucking pigs! He had their attention. They all had my attention. What was I doing there anyway? I wondered what they would do if they noticed me. Nobody seemed to. Did I fit into hell? I mean, had, oh well, anyway, no time to wonder about that now. Satan looked slowly around the room, starting in a quiet hiss that I can't begin to imitate. It's been 15 years. 25, squeaked a small interrupting demon. 25 years, sir. 25. And nothing has worked. We tried putting them in jail. We killed them. We have made them illegal. If we do not come up with something soon, hell is finished. Beelzebub. Normally fairly blustery, it was, was actually whining. We tried buying the power over the Holy Spirit with Simon the Sorcerer, but, but Peter didn't go for it. He said, perish in your money with you. I mean, then we... Wait, 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 Bale interrupted. I might have something, swine. The intensity of his voice was palpable. We waited. It, it was Lord Bale, after all. <clears throat> that is how we will overcome them. We will show them how the Holy Spirit himself can be controlled and what people will be willing to pay to those who can control him the most effectively. How? A thousand minor minions asked at once in a babel of voices. They tumbled out something like, they they can't control him. Why would anybody want to pay someone to control the enemy when every one of them has from the most pathetic to those reputed to be apostles themselves have the Holy Spirit controlling them? And with devastating effect, not one of them understands that leadership requires organizations and organizations require rulers who control the people. And, and I mean, if they did, we could control the rulers. 
The ones speaking for them shuddered at this narrow escape that day for a newly converted drunk in Corinth, whom he had encouraged to get drunk before the love feast. Just the other day they went on. I, I, I thought to lure the Corinthians into starting an organization to get control of their church. We have made a mess of it. I thought if I could just get some of them drunk before their love feast, they would, they, they would see a need to put somebody in charge, to get some examinations going, to see if they could control who could and who couldn't eat and drink. For their own good, of course, because God was going to kill them if they didn't do it right. So, so we needed to have an organization to protect them. I mean, that's what we tried to convince them of. And, and it was just the first step, you know. But but that damn Paul, curse him! Did, did he did he tell the elders to pitch in and hold a court or something and and be sure to examine everybody that everybody is worthy to eat a love feast? No. Did he tell them to get organized to appoint elders and give them the job of sorting out their problems? I mean, the guy sleeping with his with with his mother for crying out? No! Thundered a legion of voices. The toad sticker told them that they have to have drunks examine themselves to see if they were worthy. The drunks! That's that's a idea fit for hell itself. We'd love to have drunks examining themselves. And here was Paul saying, "Examine yourself to see if you're worthy." How can we corrupt an organization that is not organized by people who know how to take charge? All Paul could do was to serve them and demand that they grow up. He didn't even demand they followed him because he was an apostle. We almost got him talking about it. But then something about being the biggest coward, and his, he, you could tell that he was the guy to follow because he was the first to escape over the wall at Ephesus when things got tough. How, 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 do, you, how do you corrupt a group of people who just want to organize? <sighs> Bail side. That's the plan. What you did was a worthy effort, as have been all our efforts at Corinth. But no matter what we did there, they refused to solve the problem by putting their greatest men in charge. Instead, Paul showed them in each situation how to take care of things without putting people in charge and without whipping people into line. Arr! He gnashed his head. There is no federal vision in this church. What can we do? And that is their Achilles heel. That is what we must change. We must find their best men, their most gifted, and tempt them into sin. We must show them how, once they are in charge, they can, they can then get everybody to be good Christians. Because, and, and, and we'll just get them to compare themselves to Jesus and, and, and try to take his job over. That, that's, and then Azazel spoke up for the first time. No, you, you're both on to what must be our long-term plan. There is no doubt. But it's not as simple as that. We must put them into a state where the sin of a leader matters. And, and it's not that they don't have leaders. They, they do have leaders, but it's like their sins don't really matter. I, I mean, look at Peter. Does any one of them really care if he blows hot one day and cold the next? It's because none of their leaders has the power to shape the rest of them. And Peter doesn't seem to want it. That's what has to be changed. We will not get far in this first generation. I, I grant you that, but they are all too close to the enemy's power of service to just, just walk away from it. I, I, I mean, they have tasted the true power of submitting and loving and preferring one another. It's hard to go back to that thin gruel of authority and power and disciplining them with elite leaders the way we run hell. Hell, the way they used to run all their governments. But now we need to plant seeds. He looked at the minor minion, 
wondering why that minion looks so blurry. You, that, that was good work. It is the future. What is your name? Uh, Legion, my lord. Oh, no wonder he was so blurry. He's not a he, he's a they. <clears throat> he continued, I, I, I think you were all on the right track. And, and clearly you are adequately staffed if we can just keep you away from the pork. It won't work right now. That, that, that love feast has turned every house, every wretched heart, every pub into a temple. A temple for our enemy to dwell in, organized around eating and fellowshipping. Because, because they, they, he shuddered just saying it was a, as if it was a body blow to all he stood for. They love each other. It is damnably difficult to get any real tempting and destruction done when people love each other. They all come in talking at once with each other, solving each other's problems, teaching each other, encouraging each other, sharing gifts with each other, singing, making melody in their hearts, refining their ideas. His voice was growing in intensity to a roar, submitting to each other, putting each other first. We can't even get them into an agreement. They keep listening to each other, and it's because everywhere they go, they're always eating together, laughing together, never being solemn, never putting on airs, never trying to impress God or anyone else, never silent like proper supplicants ought to be silent during worship, never putting people in charge who know what they're doing and control the ones who don't, those damn feasts, those damn gifts, thus says the Lord this, let me pray for you for that, Satan we bind you, what in the name of hell are you saying, Lucifer interrupted in barely a whisper that left no doubt as to the intent behind his words. You would utter those words here? Those words binding me? My, par, pardon, sire. I, I was just saying that each one of them is the terror to us, that only a handful of kings and prophets and priests were a terror of old. And they weren't a problem very long. Back before he became flesh, he spat the word flesh out like bloody sputum in his disgust. Flesh is supposed to be our strength, not his. We are the world, the flesh, and the devil, not him. Each one of them filled with his divine presence. Each one of them a holy of holies, and they give us no handle to control them. No leader, they blindly follow this damn, you have the Holy Spirit, you have new hearts business. What do they think, that each pathetic flesh suit is the holy of holies? Yeah, that's, that's right, Abaddon spoke up for the first time. We put them in jail, and there was yeah, one of them so insignificant I can't even think of his name, talking to a eunuch, a eunuch of all creatures. We had his balls safely in hell, and God even promised that without them he could not even get close to the Holy of Holies. But we should have known God doesn't keep his word. Suddenly Stephen, that was his name, Stephen, a nobody. Uh, Philip, sir, squeaked the same obnoxious minion. It was Philip. Like I said, Stephen is talking to him, and he is baptized, and, 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 and now this baldest wonder has converted half of Ethiopia. He is now, he can't be. The law of God says you got to have those that be the, and he is the holy of holies. And we find out that Stephen's four daughters are prophetesses. That, that's Philip, sir, mumbled one of the legion. Do you want to return to the pigs? That can be arranged, swine. But is that how I was saying? That's right. Worthless maidservants bearing the word of the Lord, even the spirit of the Lord, prophesying as if they were men. 
is nothing sacred. We had half the humans on earth locked out of any sort of danger to us. They're women, bitches good for nothing but breeding. And, and suddenly they're our biggest threat. They're prophesying the word of the Lord. A couple of them were straightening out a policy the other day. What are we to do? Bale had been thoughtfully silent since he announced his plan. Then he spoke up firmly now, convinced he knew the way to go. Yes, it will start like this. He stood up and with a flaming middle finger walked to the wall and began to write an outline. We must organize them. We will do this by continuing to encourage them to select the best speakers, the best teachers, the best prophets. To lead them and speak, yes, the best. It doesn't work when you lead with the worst. We got to have the best in charge because the best will be susceptible to thinking that therefore they got something nobody else does. Nothing but the best for God's kingdom. That's a good slogan. And we will in the beginning encourage their holiness. Absolutely. Make them people that everybody wants to follow, that it never occurs to anybody that anybody can be as holy as they are. We'll give them lots of saints. At the chorus of objection, we, we tried that. Holiness? He waved his hand for silence. No, 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 he said. You have not tried this. This is not a short-term win today or tomorrow. It's a long-term plan for the millennia, for the ages. Once it sinks in, they can never extricate themselves from the burning quicksands of wealth, power, acclaim, and authority for, for the rule of the great ones inevitably brings them. And the other beauty of it is... Nobody else has to worry about doing anything. You just let the great ones run it. It'll, it'll work, believe me. If Jesus told them not to put their great ones in charge, then we know it is our only path to their destruction. He turned back and with a burning finger, he wrote, Number two, when the most gifted plan something, they will find that a number will not follow their plan. Yes. And we will encourage them to take it personally and encourage those who agree with them to create some sort of organization to be more effective. And then we'll have our leaders, then we'll have our followers, and they will more and more see those who disagree with them. If they have the freedom not to follow, then it becomes division and disloyalty, where before there was only honest debate and they actually found out the truth. Beelzebub chimed in. Now I see where you're going with this. We can get the leaders to shove the love feast where it belongs, where the sun don't shine no more. It is so clumsy and long. I mean, three hours. What do you do with all that time? And we can boil it down to to a uh, to a ritual, sir. Yes, to a ritual. You know, some some bread and wine and magic words like hocus pocus. That's hocus corpus meum. Oh <clears throat> yes, this is my body. Whatever. Like like you know like what Paul told the Corinthians. He said. And then we will get them to turn those into magic words that everyone must say to make the grace happen. Very good, Bale said. Very good. We will make that point three. Writing in flames on the wall, he continued. Number three, create rituals that reduce the thing that ignited devastating fellowship into a magical song and dance that can be easily controlled by leaders. We will be raising up, of course, holy leaders. No, nobody must suspect that we're behind this. It must seem like a natural blessing of God. The leaders have to be able to sing and dance, of course. <clears throat> That's it, Prince Moloch spoke up out of his depression. We get the enemy out of their homes and out of their hearts the same way. 
We get them to build big buildings to hold all of their activities in, their rituals, their teachings. And we get the Holy Spirit out of the sanctuary of their homes and the bars and the businesses and their hearts and put him back into central temple where he can be properly controlled by their leaders and then dispensed when they want the Holy Spirit dispensed. A holy place properly contained. Yes, Moses had it right. Uh, that was God who said that to Moses. Well, whatever. Where they can keep him safe. What will we get them to call? We got to call him that priest, father, elder, pastor, shepherd. Over. You'll never get him to call him father. I mean, Jesus already said, "Don't do that." <laughs> Watch. <clears throat> I like that. Bale said, an evil smile lighting his face. The name doesn't matter. I mean, they could call themselves anything they want, as long as what they do is to control the Holy Spirit and through that... Con In fact, we'll even let them think they're not controlling the Holy Spirit. We'll let them even think that their rituals are the Holy Spirit controlling them. And they use their special status to have authority over God's people. That's the Holy Spirit running them. That's what we'll convince them of. They'll put that in all their books. No, no, they, they won't be so stupid as to say they're in control. And they'll never think to step back. Hmm. Number four, building programs. People will need lots of money to build them. We will be able in time to divert about 80% of the money they give into maintaining their central buildings. And like Molech said, get the Holy Spirit out of their hearts, houses, tap rooms, and businesses and back into a central location. Good word, Molech. This will make church so much easier for everyone. Plus, with just a few rituals, it'll take a lot less time. They will go for this. Salaries, hirelings, did I mention budgets, decency, order? So much easier. Thank God Paul said he wants things done decently in order. We will show them order. <clears throat> our model? Yes, yes, our model will be a graveyard. Nothing more orderly than a graveyard. Everybody knows who he is and where he is and how he stands or lies, as the case may be. They will quite forget all Jesus himself needed for ministry was a bag and a thief and a traitor to manage the funds. See, we had control of the thief and traitor. Shut up for all the good it did us. Yes, 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 exactly. But they won't think that way. They will think we need more funds to be managed by more responsible people. <laughs> Hazel spoke up again. We need to channel their leaders. Get them in charge of an organization of leaders isn't enough. We have to get the Holy Spirit out of each Christian, or at least make each Christian think that the real action of the Holy Spirit is in the leader. The gifts, <clears throat> there for then. We got to look to the future. When God uses reason and logic, the logic of leadership itself, an organization, the pride of leading, combined with the natural laziness of people, it's so crazy. It just might work. Suddenly, a flamboyant five appeared on the wall, and a fiery letter is formed, and Bale stepped back, clearly annoyed at being upstaged this way. He was in charge here, after all. How could we have order and people in charge out there in the church if he couldn't even have his proper order? But the writing went on. Five, build a stage at one end of the room or in the middle. And have only one, have only the leader speak and teach from that stage and make everyone silent except when told to speak or read or say something or sing. For holiness and respect or some such righteous drivel is a good reason for it. I can't hear. Could you please be quiet over there and get that baby out of here? 
we will tell them, but our, our, our purpose is to end this endless ministry of helping, loving, submitting, problem solving, as if the Holy Spirit can handle everything with anyone, however lowly esteemed that person might be. Did you know that Paul was actually saying he the least among them could judge cases? A few years, he let that spirit, we're, <clears throat> anyway, a few years though, fear not, a few years of one person speaking, one person doing all of the rituals, one person counseling and trying to solve everyone's problems, and everybody's going to forget that there even is a Holy Spirit anywhere else but in church, and that will come to mean in the building, in the pulpit, and in the magician running the service, he will have all control of the congregation and the kingdom and the power and the glory are his. Help them write their books of rules to explain how it is that the Holy Spirit has returned in power to their leaders in his manifestation and the followers is to submit to the leaders. After all, that is what being the federal head means. Amen, they shouted in a chorus, just like it is here. Bale started writing point six with a growl, not waiting for Azazel to steal his show again. Number six, we will write books of order, rules, canons for how the church and worship should proceed. We'll call it uh, regulative principles of some sort. In a few generations, we will take the brightest and the best of them and put them in the center of attention, the center of affection, the center of crying need, and, and the egos of all but a very few will become as wonderfully bloated as our own. He scratched his crotch appreciatively. Aren't you forgetting, Beelzebub interrupted sarcastically, that the enemy really does love those little hairless slugs? You think he's going to let all of his leaders worship themselves? Of course not, Lucifer said, startling all of them. <laughs> his laugh was pure evil, and his light, the light of eye, the light of genius, gleamed out like a beacon, flooding the room in a lurid light, making even the princes of the demon's flesh crawl in filthy possibility of perversion. L look at what he could do to the light itself. I couldn't help but think what his light had become over the years since the dawn of time when his very name, Lucifer, had turned into something that had sank to this putrid estate. No, can't you see, Lucifer said, it's especially those who survive, perhaps the most brilliant seduction in history. Yes, they will be brilliantly holy but they will be trapped with congregations who have long ago given up the idea that they can do anything, that any spark of the Holy Spirit has left them. Certainly no gifts as Paul describes them, for if they believed in the gifts, it would take away from the, from the federal power of the heads of the churches that they actually believe that Jesus gave to them. See, this will make number seven a stroke of genius, for even the holiest among them will doggedly defend this travesty we are foisting on them, lest uh, they be branded as disloyal or, or church haters. Yes, anybody who disagrees with this will be called a church hater. And with his very own eye looking at the wall, he inscribed, they will convince themselves that the gifts of the Spirit involving God doing things directly to them and talking to them have ceased. This will solidify the power of the leaders of the organization, making their reign permanent. 
Even the pastors and priests who stay true to their humble purpose will have no support in congregations committed for a thousand different reasons to their own impotence and the elder's greatness. The more he humbles himself, the more he pleads with them, the more they will stop up their ears and praise him for his exemplary humility of nothing else. There was stunned silence. Deafening. Number eight, Lucifer went on. Budgets, full-time salaries, buildings. You have no idea how these two simple devices will turn every dispute into a righteous battle to spend God's money and use God's house the right way. And voila, the body being the holy of holies, gone. Poof. Discerning the body, gone. Poof. Things Jesus never gave a tinker's damn about will be their obsession. It will make it damnably expensive to start new churches and grow, for instance. No more just starting a group in the next block, in the next business, in the next city. Whatever they discover about God in their startup, that is the dangerous time, will be utterly lost by the time the building is paid for. And will be utterly lost. And leading in the losing of it will be their holiest people who cannot afford to attack the institution that gives them their holiness. And they will not see it at all. They will believe it is God who has made them holy. They will thank God for that institution. He looked straight at me, apparently noticing me for the first time, pinning me in his gaze. <coughs> they will obey Jesus, I squeaked in his filthy light, which felt more like ichor as it washed over me. To me, my voice barely made it out. My, my legs were shaking. Uh, my, my lips were quivering. But the effect it had on the host of horror there before me was, was quite the opposite. As they turned around and looked, they, they stepped back. Was that fear? I mean, I was... Honestly, I, I, I thought everyone saw me shaking. But I sensed that they were even more shaken by something else. I, I, I didn't know what it was. Satan laughed again, a laugh of pure perversion. No one will believe you. They didn't believe Jesus if they're not even going to believe God. And there it was, his very mention of my Lord was as foul as any inmate I have heard cursing an unfaithful girlfriend over the telephone from jail. And all he did was name him. If they're not even going to hear someone who returns from the dead, why should they hear you, he went on. And if they did not listen to Jesus, do not think that they will listen to you. You will be ignored at first if you ever do speak in a way that anybody can hear you. They will shout you down with a legion of different reasons, as many different reasons as they themselves have pews in church. He turned and smiled at his people. To keep their pastoral meat grinder of church buildings and budget salaries and center stage spotlights, holy silences during worship to be forced to, to listen to whatever is going on rather than ministering themselves, rituals where there were love feasts, all of this going on full blast, withering the greatest spiritual giants who answer the call to ministry and castrating every faithful attendant of their holiness show. For each successful pastor who is not ground to hamburger, he will only live to minister in the end, merely to strengthening my lies. But with each failure, they will turn to greater and greater control of the people to prevent those failures, of course, quenching whatever is left of the Holy Spirit. This is Molech's unique administrative and bureaucratic speciality. Thank you, Molech. Thank you, Lord Baal. Oh! 
Oh, and you think it will destroy the elders who come into this ecclesiastical glory hole? Oh, this is the beauty of it. Their families and children are the ones who are going to get destroyed when they are put under the magnifying glass of a congregation's judgment so that they can be holy. <laughs> and oh, yes, their children are mine, and the judgment of the spiritless congregations will deliver them to me as will the very zeal of their fathers to raise up solid children. Oh, I, I was possessed by I do not know what. It was not fear anymore. I, I realized what I was saying. I, I trust it was the Holy Spirit. I stepped forward with a profound sense of joy. It just washed over me. And I asked, So, you confirm that I am on the right track? The Council of Hell's Princes stood up in anger. It was a perfect plan. It was their last chance. If they could just organize the church, if they could just take the young men and women with the most potential and put them in the grip of searing prominence and glory, that center stage so freely bestowed, so jealously guarded, they could taste and see of the bark chipper they were on the verge of turning the church into. Depart, Lucifer said. We are finished with you here. You do not invite me. You shall not dismiss me, but you will listen to me. The day of true power of submission, service, love, and truth has already dawned 2,000 years ago when your feckless tomb failed to hold him. When in stepping out of that tomb, he broke Roman law and committed a capital offense to step out by rolling away the stone and breaking the Roman seal and with it the legitimacy of top-down power. That same power of his will transform not only the government of the state, but of marriage and of the church and all other governing bodies, businesses, so thoroughly that in time they will no longer be called governments at all. That word will be reserved for God's Holy Spirit. He is the government and work in every heart writing God's law on the walls of that heart that he made flesh by the work on the cross. Surely, more surely than you wrote the destruction of the last 2,000 years of the church on that wall over there. And your eight points. That seemed to take them by surprise. I paused for a breath, and I don't know if they did not know what time I had come from, what era, or if they were surprised that I thought they would be so successful. Much as I was surprised to hear them confirm what Jesus said. For their whole plan depended on the exact opposite of what Jesus said. Yes, you heard me. For the last 2,000 years, I continued, and I don't know how many more, but your church organization and leaders and withering limelight will not be the last word because the power you offer them is too ephemeral. The power you offer God's, offer God's people is too fleeting. What God holds for each one of his children will not be denied them, not by you, not by every pastor and board of elders who has ever thought that God's legacy to each of his children was in reality only a legacy for themselves to exercise on their behalf like guardians ad litem. God will not give his bride over to the last word to you or anywhere in creation. There is no created order that will order them. There will be no bureaucratic liaison between Christ and his church. There will be no Leah to creep into his marriage bed and supplant his bride. Bold strategy, Cotton. What would a church look like that did not organize itself based on leaders who have the power to force submission and therefore guarantee their leadership? 
That will be the topic of the next nine chapters. Thank you for listening to Setting the Record Straight. Join us on Facebook at the Reconstructionist Radio Discussion Group. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to listen to all of our podcasts and to download our free audiobooks.